Okay, welcome to the Science Podcast. Uh, uh, two days in a row this time. So with me, Mr. Short, Mr. Atkinson, and Mr. Kartner. And uh, we're on the um, Winter Olympics. So we did ice hockey yesterday. So we'll stay on the ice. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> well, we'll move from ice hockey, stay on the skates, to uh, speed skating. Yeah. Right, speed skating. <laughs> so the first thing, uh, obviously, there's different types of skates. Uh, yesterday, ice hockey, we talked about they're curved at both ends because they need to be able to go forwards and backwards, and they need to, yeah. to change direction. So from a physics point of view, it's lots of mini accelerations, lots of unbalanced forces, they need to be able to turn and change direction very quickly. Speed skating is a lot more predictable, short and long track. Uh, interestingly though, when you look at the speed skates on short track, because they're only ever turning left, that the, the blade is not in the middle of the boot, it's right. actually more towards the right hand side. So that when they lean over, A, they can lean over further, a, yeah, a greater angle, to get to generate a, a larger and before the force. boot touches the ice as well, and exactly. so they do, yeah, so they don't bottom out. So the, the farther right on the skate, shouldn't the that be the skate would be on the left then? Oh yes, sorry, yes, it will. All uh, oh, right, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The skates on the left, so they can turn further over without. Oh, what is it? Oh, I'm just thinking. Well, right it, now, it must be on the left to turn further over, but on the right makes more sense in terms of balance, I think. To give them more centre. And it, if it's higher up, it's higher definitely up it's, it's definitely not in the centre. Yes. <laughs> so you can lean well, over more. I'll have to look at that. <laughs> yes. I, I, yeah. Okay, but I think perhaps it's on the right hand side, and you've got a higher skate than maybe in ice hockey. Ice yeah. hockey is probably a lower centre of gravity on the and skate. The, the blades are flat as well. Yes. And so the, the ice hockey got curved at each end. I don't know. We can see me moving my hands, but and <laughs> the speed skating is flat, very flat, very short, very long as well, actually. Longer to give them better balance because obviously they're <coughs> much faster. And they yeah. mean, I mean, when these guys turn, they only they're only they've only got one skate on the ice. Yeah. So. And also, I, I actually thought um, that it was a like a blade. But you were saying yesterday that it's flat on the bottom. Yeah, so speed skates, long and short track, when they are freshly sharpened, yeah. they're perfectly flat. So at the bottom, yeah. Uh, and that's just to give them as much kind of balance for the little area that's yeah. on the ice as possible. Yeah. Because they do go so much faster. And so they're obviously going around the ice left, as many rotations as, as in the particular yep. event. Anticlockwise, yeah. And they are skin tight. Suits for friction. reduced friction for air friction and helmets as well. Yep. The and goggles sometimes I think. Oh, pass them. Like oh, sunglasses some type do, things. Yeah. yeah. I think that's maybe just more for the more for the, when when you're going that fast, it can really dry out your eyes. Yeah. More. So maybe that's why. But I don't I don't see any aerodynamic gain. In terms of muscle groups, that would be an interesting one yeah. because that's mainly predominantly your legs. There's a really good video actually online, so there's a manufacturer of skates, uh, CCM, and they did a, a test where they took Nathan McKinnon, who's one of the more explosive hockey players out there, very powerful, and they put him in a race against Charles Hamlin, who is also a Canadian, a speed skater. Speed skater, right, right. Uh, and they did two tests, one of them was just a, a straight dash, who could win in like whatever, 10th. 10, 15 metres in a straight line. Right. And That's hockey, quite short, actually. The hockey player won. Yeah, because they run on their skates more, I think. Exactly. But, yeah. but the the next test they did was a full lap. Yeah. 
not surprisingly, the speed skater absolutely destroyed them. And I take it they had the same skates on, or were they just different skates? Different skates. So the hockey player wore his hockey right. skates, and the speed skater <laughs> wore his speed skates. And, and the quick sprint, he's going to get stuck, isn't he? And the quick sprint, well, this is the thing, because those blades are long and they yeah. start off kind of running Yes, almost, they do. Yeah. Uh, they just, the, the hockey skates were faster. Right. Yeah. And I think there's a crossover between... Uh, Skating and cycling, I think the muscle groups are the same in the legs. Same motion. I was going to talk, uh, talk about that. It was the motion fraction moving. Uh, in professional cycling, I think I'm getting this right because I'm not a professional cycler, she might be able to help me out here. Um, have you heard the term, it's dancing for when you're climbing? Because uh, when you're uh, climbing, you see the cyclists, they get off their bike and yeah. uh, they start moving the power, but you see the bike struggle from side yeah. to side. Have you replaced the bike as a blade on the hockey, uh, on the skates? Yeah. It's sort of the same principle. You see their legs will be taking these wide arcs because we have a gate. Yeah. Our hips are forcing us to take a big arc because we don't actually... Have you travelled in a straight line on a skate? I'm sure Andy, uh, Mr Atkinson can say, we would fall on our rear right. if you were to try and skate in a straight line. If you imagine how you're skating, you'd be pushing in and there's a bit of an arc, I imagine. Yeah. So this arc and gate, which is hard to demonstrate for uh, audio purposes, yeah. uh, is similar to cycling because it's the same sort of muscle group. You're trying to push yourself forward in a straight line while your gate is forcing you out into an arc. That's it. Uh, skating is asymmetrical, the friction yeah. is asymmetrical. They dig in at the sides, but you glide yeah. going straight forward. So I think there's some speed skate, well, skaters that made the jump to cycling. Uh, one ski jumper. <coughs> Okay, but I don't think that was. I don't think anything. You didn't have any advantage from the muscles from ski jumping. I don't think, but maybe who knows. Useless little fact: ski jumping has actually only recently become available to women in international competition. Really? For the longest time, until very recently. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I can Google it and find the exact year. But only very recently, women could compete in say the Olympics for ski jumping for the first time. I'm going to find that. <laughs> well, it brings us back to the ice hockey, because we finished yesterday talking about the ice hockey in male and female. And the female ice hockey players have different rules. Yeah, they've got different rules of play. Um, for the actual Winter Olympics, because this was in the news and it's very prominent, uh, the number of players between the males and females, I think it's 300 males to 230 female teams that are playing. But it's a difference of 12 teams to 10 teams, because I think you've got 20... 23 players on the team. That oh, and there's only a few on the ice at the time. Yeah, there's, only, there's only a few on the ice, but you've got a lot more. So it's 12 teams to 10 teams. But compared to the 2018 Olympics, the female teams have increased by eight, mm. uh, which is quite a dramatic difference. Yeah, as a percentage. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's another thing. I mean, we, did, we talked about different rules and the fact that if the men played the women on the women's rules, the men would lose because of the physicality. There have been sports where they've tried that actually. Um, the battle of oh, what was it? The battle of the sexes in tennis. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's right. and that other fella that I can't even remember yeah. his name. No, there's, been a few, his name. there's been a few of them since where they've tried to have men and women sort of, sort of compete. I think I think a lot of it's the depth of field. Is that fewer women are doing the sports and more men are doing the sports. Yeah. So you've got to more likely to get a, a to faster develop. bloke. But blokes are generally more testosterone, more muscle. Um, but uh, yeah, you wonder if that translates really to tennis. One of the things that we were, Mr. Cartman and I were talking about yesterday, swimming is one of the sports where it's predicted that due to aerodynamics and body shape, women could become just as fast, if not faster, than their male equivalents at that level. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, when we're thinking about the Olympics, we have to remember we're talking about the best athletes that yeah. are on the planet. Yeah. So in terms of your average individual, you cannot really compare these people to average people. So when you take a, a like the top Olympic of any gender, male or female, and you compare them to the average male or female, they're going to blow them out of the water, regardless <laughs> of the sport. If I was to go up against one of the top female athletes, I would lose, hands down. I don't, I don't expect me to do well. <laughs> Maybe save face a little if I'm lucky. But they will absolutely dominate me because they are the best in their field. Right. But the rules are different, partly to help accommodate for differences in uh, muscle mass. But when you normalise for the rules, like you said, with hockey, and the males play with the female rules, they're more likely to incur, incur penalties mm. because a sheer muscle mass, we end up, uh, males end up... Well, they, they used to as well, problems. like smashing into people. I mean, ice hockey is a, a kind of... <laughs> sometimes they're more fighting than playing the, the game. Yeah. But in they terms of, why do you think... Is there any... Why have they got so many players? Why not play with... How many players on the ice rink at any one time? Five. So why not just stick with five for the full length of the time? In one word, exhaustion. So they... Well, get them fitter. Well, the then they'll get tired, you might have a better game. They are very fit. The, the, the whole point is in when, you, when you watch the hockey players train, yeah. they do a lot of muscle work, they do a lot of explosive yeah. training, just because, or explosive power training, yeah. I should say, uh, because they go out in short bursts and they do right. shifts, so they give maximum intensity for but 90 seconds. You could change the game so that they are playing for the full length of time. Yeah, you don't, you don't change a whole rugby like, team like or football, football team. Yeah. Yeah. Or in doubles in tennis, you don't sub one guy off and get him, uh, yeah, another the only pro- So hockey is the fastest team sport on earth. And if you were to do that, the standard would drop significantly. And it wouldn't be as good to watch. Right. Because you'd see that they would make mistakes, they wouldn't chase the puck, the, their shots would be all over the place. Uh, is that, I take it, I don't know, is, is that the same all the way down to the junior levels? Yep. You have, what, 20 players on a team and you only play five, five at yeah, one time? Yeah, you have shifts <coughs> and you have different lines. So your first line are your best. Yeah. And then you get gradually lower down the pecking order as you go from your second, third line and stuff. Oh, interesting. Okay. So we've done the, <coughs> had a quick look at speed skating. Um, we could go on to the... Um, <laughs> the sledging. <Sure. laughs> so in what the bobsleigh, 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 luge, and skeleton. So basically, um, in terms of physics, uh, in terms of the science, I suppose we're talking about uh, potential energy at the top of the slope, massive push off, and then sliding down a, a man-made course, which That's is it. kept simple as that. There's yeah. no engine on these things. No, All the energy yeah. that they generate is, as you just said. The potential to the kinetic and the extra energy that the athletes can okay. inject at the so start. So, should we start with the bobsleigh first, the, the biggest one? So, four, sure. four man bobsleigh, two man bobsleigh, yep. or two person bobsleigh. And uh, what, do we, what can we say about that? Because they're on ice skates again, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, but there's a lot of body physics, I think, involved yeah. in that to stop the bobsleighs from overturning. The, uh, the team members who are inside the bobsleighs are essentially being on a shuttle that is from the top to the bottom yeah. across a very large track moving very, very fast as it's descending. And they have to lean correctly into the corners as they approach to keep them on the track. Because as we have seen historically, there are accidents in bobsleys and they're often uh, very, very dangerous. I think the bobsleys are more designed to encapsulate them. So even if they're tipped, their heads would not collide with the outer side. Yeah, just keep your head down. (laughs) The only one, obviously, who who has that 
problem who doesn't have that luxury is the driver because obviously he needs to be able to, yeah. he or she needs to be able and to And that's another thing, so you've got, in the four-person bobsleigh, you've got three people that are basically there to, to launch the bobsleigh, the sprinters, possibly ex-ice skaters just, perhaps. They'll, just, the they'll, just, they'll just wait after that, they yeah. just a big lump. And then they've got to put the weight in the correct place to go through the corners and then the driver is basically um, steering it down the... The course. You'll be familiar, I'm sure, with the, the film Cool Runnings. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a fairly accurate description of what actually happened. They took, in Jamaica, they took sprinters from yeah. the track. Because in theory, that first five seconds, three of the four, their job it, is done. A major contri- contribution is the start, isn't yeah. it? And after that, maybe there's a slight difference on the way down, like you know, fractions of a second. But they're all pretty close, aren't they? After that, it's all the driver. Because if you can get smooth transitions through yeah. the turns and not bash off the sides, yeah. you're not increasing the friction, so you go faster. So it is, I think it's a concrete track with ice water sprayed on it, which is then frozen. Cooled from underneath. Cooled from underneath, and then you've got uh, the colder the ice, the harder the ice, and the faster the track. It, yeah, so you can actually, similar to outdoor skating, the ice can be quote-unquote too cold. Yeah. Uh, and because then it becomes brittle and then it cracks, so you you do have a, an optimum temperature that you've got to, or the organisers have to keep it within, because they found that there was a I can't remember the name, but there was an athlete who was done for cheating, because they heated the blades on the box really? <laughs> or the skeleton or one of those. It was some kind of sliding down an ice track, Aye. and they were suspicious about how quick they were. So they took a bit of ice, dropped it on the, the blades, <laughs> just melted Had straight some away. battery inside <coughs> that was warming just, up the, the blades. They were just roasting hot. <laughs> melts the ice, water on ice, lower friction, off they go. Uh, so uh, bobsleigh, we've got, um, I think, uh, one and a half kilometre of track. Is that about right? Sounds about It's about a minute worth of, of travel-ish. Right. Okay, um, so over 60 kilometres an hour, over 40 miles an hour. I thought they'd go faster actually, but um, and the, the difference in times is like less than a second, not much, yeah, yeah. fractions of a second. Thousand, I think they go to thousands, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, the next one is the um, what we've got the luge and the skeleton. So the luge is on your back, yeah, feet, feet first. first, steering with your feet. Steering with, yeah. Yeah, and this time no covering, so you're in the skin-tight speed skater suit type thing and a helmet. No barrier. And really looking down your body to see where you're going. Yeah. That's pretty intense. That's why they named it the skeleton, because that's what you end up if you make a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> and also on a, on a sledge, basically, with sharp runners. Yeah. And the other one is the skeleton, where you're going front first and looking out with your body behind you. UK have actually done pretty well with that. Yeah. Uh, over the last couple of Olympics. There was, wasn't there some woman in our, one of our teams that um, she basically took up the sport that year and then won a medal? Uh, pass. Amy Williams, I'm sure, that's was her. A, a really I think good. That's her, yeah. And there was Alex Coomber, I think, before right. that. She won. She was pretty good. But yeah, it's a sport that yeah. it doesn't get much coverage, but the UK actually do really well in women's skeleton or luge, one of them. Um, Okay, how much time have we got? Let's see. We can uh... can quickly touch yeah. on the bobsleigh. Um, it was something that rang in my mind about the bobsleigh, and it was the monobob. 
uh, monobobsleys that were introduced as individual competitors to try and uh, reduce the team effort of having the best uh, <laughs> groups of four or groups of two right. to then turn it into an individual event. I wonder what that looked yeah. like. It's, uh, I'll, I'll have a picture, I'll have a picture just now. Uh, it's, uh, it's a lot more sleek because it's a little bit more aerodynamic mm. uh, and it's surprising it was also introduced as a women's innovation for women's discipline and it helps uh, make them have equal competing, uh, competing advantage apparently and it's a lot easier to grade uh, runners when it's individuals competing rather than whole teams. As in who makes the contribution. You, that's quite interesting because mentioning that, the bobsleigh you can make equal weight so you've got the same yeah. potential energy if you like. So or same force downwards. They have to be within the same tolerance. Yeah. There can be no more. Of so that you can't have like you know, 150 kilo sprinters and somebody else has got 100 kilo sprinters. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to add the weight in or have a maximum weight so everybody's the same same weight or mass. Bobsleigh. Mm. Okay. Right. So um, should we have a quick look at curling? We can, of course. Because curling is quite interesting. More more of a Scottish. There's a very interesting thing. For me, if I start with the <laughs> amazing and mind-boggling thing about curling, right? Again, this is difficult to visualise on an audible podcast, but we all are familiar, presumably, with how curling works. The idea is to get a stone from one side of the ice to the house of the other, closest to the centre. Like, right? like bowls, long, long yeah, bowls. Yeah, basically yes. long bowls on ice. Yeah. But the thing is, they curl the stone by turning it. Just before they let go, yeah. they rotate it. And here's the thing that boggles me. To make the stone move to the left, from the perspective of the person who's delivering the stone, they rotate to the left. They turn anti-clockwise. To make it go to the right, yeah. they turn it oh, clockwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you take... Yeah, that's right. You can do this with a cup or any... Or on a wet surface or something, and spin it. Yeah. yeah. But if you spin it anti-clockwise... The object will go to the right. All right. And if you spin it clockwise, it will go to the left. So how come on ice, it's in the current, it does it the other way consistently? I mean, yeah. to the point where these guys can deliver a yeah. stone over how many yards to within inches of where they know they can place it. How do they have that precision when it goes the other way? There must be the other way. The physics must be there somewhere because the has to be. We talk about momentum on the ice, we talk about less of friction on the ice, similar themes throughout the entire Winter Olympics, but the turning thing, I, I don't know, you're right, it's... I, I haven't given much thought to it because it would just give me sleepless nights. <laughs> no. I want to be able to explain why it works, but it's true and you can try it. Take a, take a cup or a plastic bottle or something, push it along a surface and turn it. It will not go the way that a stone goes. Well, I'm no one doing, doing this morning. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good well, little Twitter post <laughs> in the way that I think they might be coming out with a little filmed bit. <laughs> uh, okay, we, well, well, we need to come back to that at some point and yeah. find out a bit more. But the, the curlers, and that's another thing, you wonder, curling could be a mixed sport. Yeah. There's no, you wonder why, you know, very, I suppose you could tiring. separate it, but yeah. Very tired. Um, the stones come from Elsa Craig off they the do. West Coast. They do. Granite. And they're made of two different types of granite, apparently. That's, yeah. yeah. Different, and they're different colours, I think, to distinguish. Right. Yeah, green and blue or something like that. One's even, even smoother. Even stone, one's like kind yeah. of lighter yeah. in colour than the other. Yeah. Um, and on the ice, they must have a grippy shoe 
one of each. Yeah, so they have a slippy shoe. Grippy yeah. and slippy. So they, obviously they slide on the slippy one, yeah. but they need the other one to grip to push themselves along the ice. And the ice is pebbled as well, it's not nice and flat. Really? Yeah, so it's, it's really oh, so they sp- the way. Do they spray it with water before they do it? They do, so they spray it in a very specific way so that the ice isn't flat and uh, smooth like an ice rink. It's, it's really? pebbled. And is that's that... what makes it stop. So, oh, right. so that's why they sweep. Oh, to make it smoother, to, to go yeah, faster. They sweep to generate enough friction to melt it a little bit, to reduce the friction to make it go longer. There you go. And wow. also, because you're, <laughs> because you're reducing the friction by sweeping, you also keep the stone moving more true rather than curling. Yeah. I, I suppose it's a bit much to think they make a little channel there to guide the stone in, isn't it? They don't like wear away the ice, so you've got kind of a curvature in the ice, so the stone follows that curvature, no, it's just it's, flattening out. Yeah, and then once it, I mean, it's obviously it's cooled again from underneath, so once it's, um, it's melted, melted a it freezes. Bit, it just refreezes. Yeah. yeah, so the game would get faster and faster and more difficult to stop the stones because as it goes on. Change, yeah, exactly, because you change the surface that you're playing on. Uh, wow, good stuff on the curling. Yeah. Um, well, anything else, or should we stop? That's the ice, I think. We, we haven't done figure skating. Oh, there's too much good stuff. Well, maybe not today. <laughs> <laughs> right. We can start with figure, figure skating. Skate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in the physics skate, uh, the figure skating as well. So we'll we'll stop there and we'll uh, maybe re- regroup tomorrow. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Thank you. <laughs>